We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. can't just select the guys that everybody else has you just can't if you want to win your leagues like your small leagues and sure go for it i think you're you're grossly overestimating differentiation like it makes sense if you think two guys are similar but there's no way richarlison and walcott are similar this is the fantasy soccer podcast from rotowire.com your premier source for fantasy sports for player news, rankings, projections, and the best fantasy soccer stats around, please visit rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Laird. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Starting Eleven. I am your host, Mike Gottlieb, and with me, as always, is Andrew Laird. Uh, and uh, two weeks down, uh, 36 to go. Well, at least game weeks. In real life, it's going to be forever, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, uh, just another game week slate down and lots of stuff to react to for FPL and a little bit for target tracks as well. But, you know, the theme of the show that I want to talk about today is where are the surprises, right? Because, you know, a few years ago it was, you know, who's whereas, uh, you know, Mohamed Salah was uh, he, he was a surprise in how well he was doing last year. Um, and there's just there's not many people that you can say, at least so far, that. Oh, this is a low price guy that I have to have or else I'm going to be screwed in FPL. I, I, everyone's kind of playing to form, uh, except for, you know, Sadio Mane, who's up by point three already. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I think you make a good point that there really aren't that many. I mean, it's obviously very early. There are two, we're two game weeks in. So when you say like, oh, Steve Cook is the third highest scoring FPL defender. And it's like, well, the guy had a goal. So let's, you know. It, and then assist in the same game. That's right. That's right. Played so, against me in the EFSA. Ooh, ouch. Uh, I, I did the math, actually, before we go, before you go a little further. Mm-hmm. I have had 145 points scored against me alone by defenders in EFSA. Wow. In two weeks. So that's, that's 70 incredible. points a week. There are only three. Me yet. There are three defenders that start a week. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's over 20 points a person. That's pretty incredible. Wow, you're really bad. Yeah, because um, Steve Cook scores like 40. 40, yeah, that'll help. That'll help. Uh, but yeah, so like, I, I don't think, you know, like point-wise we can really go that crazy with it. But uh, I mean, I think there are some, I don't even want to call them surprising. Like I think uh, the way Richarlison has started isn't necessarily surprising, but I don't think anybody was really looking at three goals in the first two games, but um, I think you're right. Like the, the promoted teams kind of look they're They have looked okay, but they have also basically looked like promoted teams. I mean, that's kind of what happens this early. It's not like these are like three minnows that can't somehow like went on this storybook run to the premier league. Like they were all legitimate clubs who have fairly recent, Premier League experience and so uh, and with what Wolves and Fulham spent over the the summer before uh, the the uh, window closed it's like there were expectations that they would be okay anyway um, but you're right there's there's really nothing that has like jumped out that um, that makes us be you know have to run the guys in fact some of the things that we were like oh maybe it's not going to happen this year which would be a break uh, have, has happened. I mean, I think we're all, or at least most of us who don't um, cheer for Manchester United just see this year three of Jose Mourinho and we just kind of laugh it off because everybody was like, well, no, 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 this is different. This is the last job he'll ever have. And he's this is a job he's always wanted. And here we are. And he's just starting to light the match to burn the whole thing down. Yeah, I, 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 between him, Mino Raiola, and Paul Pogba, all I want to say is kiss already. Like, <laughs> it's just like... Like they, they, it's basically the the boy who pulls the girl's hair because he likes her, mm-hmm. like that. That's really that. That's all I see from those people right now, uh, which is a, a great metaphor, but not really fun for um anyway. you know fantasy Premier League or actual real life soccer. Well, not true. Pogba's been awesome. Well, two penalties. Yes, the the, meta- the metaphor, the metaphor, Andrew, oh, not yeah. the actual player. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean. It- Props to anybody who had Pogba as the highest scoring Manchester United player through two weeks, but uh, obviously the penalties help. But I made the joke yeah. in my well, rankings that... this week that he's this year's Luka Milivojevic. So <laughs> the the actually on that note, I mean the only real surprise to me has been who's taking penalties uh, <laughs> because between him and then James Milner got a penalty with Mohamed Salah on the field, yeah. which was kind of strange. Uh, you know, it's just there's a couple of penalty takers that were curious. Jorginho in week one, uh, just. Because Hazard wasn't on the field at the time, I'd love to see. I'd love to see Chelsea earn a penalty with Hazard on the field yeah, and have to say that's take it. Then, if that happens, then I'd color me very surprised. You know, there's just there's there are some surprising penalty takers so far. Yeah, the one I mean, Pogba in the first game uh, clearly pulled the armband card with Alexis Sanchez, who was going to take it. Uh, it's worth recognizing that like Alexis really isn't that good of a penalty taker. Like, there was no reason for him to be, like, locked in. Salah kind of the same way. 
So like Milner getting that back, I don't think is is crazy. Uh, it's kind of weird how there are some guys who are really, really good goal scorers and really not. I mean, even Messi isn't a great penalty taker. Uh, so it's a little surprising. Pogba, I think, is going to take advantage of having the armband for as long as he can until Antonio Valencia comes back. I think Jose Mourinho said the other day that Valencia will get it back when he when he returns, which only makes me think Pogba will do whatever he can to make sure that doesn't happen. But uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if Jorginho kept penalties. Like Hazard doesn't seem like the kind of player who would rip the ball he's out of somebody's auto- hand. But he's, but he's automatic from the spot. So is Jorginho. And he wants... I mean... Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I mean... Yeah. Like, no, know. no, it's a point well taken. But yeah, I, I mean... I don't think anybody is like taking Hazard because he might be on penalties as opposed to what he can do in open play. But, um, but you're right. Nothing is, nothing is really uh, surprised us. I think the smallest surprise, at least from last week, was Pep Guardiola instituting some rotation <laughs> at game week two instead of waiting for anything else to happen. Uh, and of course. With Sterling and, and, and still Sané. and still and still Sane not starting. Right, right. No Sterling, no Sane, uh, and they they still score six goals. And no De Bruyne, obviously. Yeah, well, Sane still scored four points off the bench, though. Yep. It's in funny. I think three, I remember saying something like that. In fourteen minutes, he got an assist. Mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. I'm still not. I, Ethan keeps Ethan keeps offering me Pedro for for Sane. I'm like. It's a season-long league, right? Like, <laughs> like I'm not going to do that trade, you know. But Mkhitaryan was the guy who I was discussing last week, and what do you know? He has an amazing game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a rarity, by the way. I usually curse things, like the Harry Kane no goals in August curse yeah. that infuriated the uh, the. Oh, if, if, if you haven't yet, if you are a subscriber to RotoWire, please join the Slack channel. It's a really fun channel. Yeah. Uh, like it, the it, ultimate Slack troll. I I, I I hop into the, the the to the DFS one especially because I'm not the biggest DFS guy. I play it, but I'm not like an I'm not a great analyst of it. But you know, I hop in there. I'll say something stupid, have people you know go back and forth for a while, and then just leave. <laughs> I just assume you leave immediately. <laughs> no, I, I I make sure people are talking about it, and then I leave. Oh, okay. Okay. Because then I'll, I, have to, I have to ramp up the stupidity. That's mm-hmm. what happens, especially when Jordan starts going. That's the best. Right. I think. Um... I mean, obviously, Hazard's not going to stay on the bench all season, but that would that would be a surprise. How do you how do you bench Pedro now? Easily, really? Uh, I mean, <laughs> he's been the ben- I mean, to be fair, he's been the beneficiary of Hazard a couple of times, so it's not like he's creating all of his own chances when Hazard's on the pitch. So does Willian sit? That that's the question. Right, like it has Willian done enough, and he has. Like Willian, when Willian and Hazard are on the p- pitch at the same time, I mean, good luck to the fullbacks. Yeah, but Pedro's the goal scorer. Thank you. So, so, so apparently is Alvaro Morata for once. Yeah, Literally, did, did he score last week? <laughs> yeah, you, you did. You does hear? anybody? <laughs> does, does anybody remember if Pierre Emerick Aubameyang scored? I don't. Oh my God. I can't, uh... <laughs> Now, you know what? You know what? I, that was surprising. How bad the finishing was for Arsenal in that game against Chelsea. I am not willing to make any um, declarations about Arsenal because we. I mean, before the season started, it was like you need to not play them the first two weeks, and I, they're 
they have proven why you don't play them in those games. But I think it's time to to start. Well, Mkhitaryan is. I still like two guys. I like Mkhitaryan and I like Aubameyang. Uh, I, I I think that they're kind of matchup proof. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it, Aubameyang will come good. He will. Uh, you know, I let's, agree. Let, 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 Arsenal start were just was just crazy bad. You don't want to start with City and Chelsea as your first two games. Right. Right. But now I think I mean the only person who I'm really not enthused about is Ozil. Mm-hmm. Like I I don't see you say his that prospects. as if you were always at some point. Oh, but like you you know would you like for example in a draft league or something like that would you want to buy low on a guy like Mesut Ozil? And the answer for me is no. Um, I, I don't see I don't see it going up significantly. Like yeah, I might be able to profit a little bit, but what am I what I'm going to have to trade for Ozil still even at a lower price right now? Not worth it. I think it, I mean, it's all depends on how the low is. That's, I mean, course. in target, he's much more valuable in target tracks just because yeah. it counts chances created. Would I trade Stephen Ward for Mesut Ozil? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if, if, no one's ever going to accept that trade, but in an acceptable trade, it, like, in, in what's like a semi even trade, like something that's close, like, uh, unlikely. Right. But you were just saying buy low. Like, would you yeah. trade, would you trade Ozil? F- I mean, would you trade for Ozil for any of the West Ham midfielders? Like Felipe Anderson or Yarmolenko or Yarmolenko hasn't started yet, so no. Uh, no, you I'm know, saying if I, you I, had Yarmolenko and someone said they wanted Yarmolenko for Ozil. Oh, yeah, no, right. no, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give, give give me Ozil over all of them. Right. Okay. So I mean, it's not you're you're not that low. No, 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 no. I'm not crazy. Like I'm not I'm not crazy, but mm-hmm. like but but, but I'm not like here. Ryan Frazier. You see, yeah, that's a good that's a good one, right? That's where I have to start thinking about it. Okay. Because Ryan Fraser is going to be involved. Mm-hmm. You know, just like how you would say Mesut Ozil is going to be involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, Did you trade uh, Pedro just, for Ozil? No. Like, I I mean, if I got Ozil back, yeah, because yes, I'm that's not, what I mean. If you have Pedro right I'm now, not, I am. I you will never get me to say that I am a huge fan of Pedro in fantasy realms because he's not going to start enough. Okay. It's. He just isn't, and I, I it's kind, of, it's kind of, it, that that's what gets so frustrating about Ethan. Sometimes he's like, but he's doing so well. I'm like, yeah. You he realize started. he's on pace for 38 goals, right? That would be a record. Uh, I'm aware. Uh, thank you. <laughs> What's Charles on pace for? More than that. <laughs> yeah, 57, 60, something. Like yeah, we'll go with I don't that. Know if he's gone, if he's, uh, has he played 180 so far? Uh, whatever. Yeah, I'm actually just looking up, looking up something on Bezidolzel right now. I'm trying to see. Mkhitaryan leads the league in chances created through two yeah. weeks. Oh, he's been great. He, uh, I, I, Mkhitaryan. I, I mean, I have no, I have nothing against Mkhitaryan. I think he's been, I think he's been the guy. To be fair, that's going to be the, the lack of a better term, the Mesodolzel, right? Yeah, it's he's the he's going to be the guy who the ball goes through because he can actually score or he can pass, which is not. Something you can say for Ozil consistently. Yeah. I, I still don't... It, Mkhitaryan's one of those players that I like. I know is good, but I'm not quite sure what he does well. And that's what kind of... I mean, I'm not a big tactical guy. Like, I, I don't know soccer tactics as well as most people. And But I still don't... Like, I, I can watch Ozil and... I understand what makes him good, 
and Mkhitaryan, maybe it's that just Mkhitaryan does a lot of things well, and so nothing really jumps out, and that's why it's hard for me to pin down exactly what he's good at. But um, I just like I understand. I can see when he makes a good play, and I'm like, okay, that's that's the good play. But I can't I can't figure out what what Mkhitaryan's best skill is. Mkhitaryan's best skill is his utility, I guess. I mean, that that's kind of the way I can put it. It's really it's it's about how he can do a lot of things, um, it, which is which is nice. But it, it, the fact that he's kind of whatever ambidextrous is for feet, I mean that that's that that that's really nice. He's both footed, ambidextrous. Uh, sure. Do, do would you like to try to come up with a word right now for it? I thought I just did. That wasn't it. <laughs> oh, that was okay. Never mind. Uh, is that so, a real word? <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what was your stat on Ozil to prove that he's good or he's not good? Um, so he has a grand total of zero accurate crosses currently. In he, fairness, accurate crosses are hard. He has two total crosses. Yeah, that's the games. that's yeah. See, zero that's not, good. not bad. And he's got two shots, none of which were on target. Yeah, Arsenal doesn't has... cross that much, so it's like the using cross numbers for Arsenal. That's fine. To... That's fine. He only has two chances created. That's the problem. And he only has four touches inside the box. And as your number 10, you need to be touching the ball in the box. Uh, again, I think a lot of that is opponent-driven. I mean, if you're going to be one of the elite guys, you gotta you got to show it. Like, you got to be matchup-proof, and apparently he's not. No, I mean, that's... Come on. You, we obviously knew he wasn't. I mean, we've said that about every Arsenal player for the first two games. I think your tiny sample size is working against you here. He has 84 total touches. Again, uh, they played two high. Ryan Fraser has 115. Yeah, and he, doesn't and he play played West Ham and Cardiff. And he doesn't play centrally. I, I, your <laughs> your tiny sample size is, is not working for you. No. Uh, look, I'm not saying that Ryan Frazier is a better player. He's not. But if you're talking about fantasy, it doesn't matter if you're better in real life. Like, yeah, you know, if... I'm not. I'm not discussing that either. But I'm just saying that you're. We railed on and on about how you can't touch Arsenal the first two weeks, and now you're like quoting stats from their first two weeks as if it proves that they're not good. Or it Ozil, proves... at least. What, how? I, 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 there's either one or two things. He's completely ineffective, or the opposition tried to shut him down. Which do you think was the case? Obviously the second. <laughs> Let's talk about Richarlison, shall we? Yeah. Let's get to some good news. Richarlison, uh, he recently said that he wants to lead the Premier League in goals and wants to lead Everton into the Champions League this season, to which I replied, a duh. <laughs> <laughs> like, of course you 6, do. 6,600 to win the golden boot. Like, of course you do. Everyone wants to do that. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's insulting that he has the same golden boot odds as Danny Ings? Yeah. And Leroy it's... Sané and well, Paul Pogba. Not Leroy Sané, not Paul Pogba, but it's it's insulting to Paul Pogba and Leroy Sané that they are the same as Richarlison. Mm -hmm. But it, it is Mahomes very is insulting very... that Richarlison is the same as who was the other guy? It's Danny uh, Ings. Ings. Yeah. To be fair, Danny Ings did score in his yeah. first start. Yeah. For Southampton, which was nice. That was a nice story. I guess, especially because I got the points for it in our draft league. Yeah, there are ten players. I'm sorry, twenty players with uh, better golden boot odds than Richarlison. Yeah, because he's not a central player. 
I mean, Alexis Sanchez is on this list. Eden Hazard. There's three. There's three exceptions that prove the rule, which is Salah, Hazard, and uh, Alexis Sanchez. I'm assuming that everyone else is central. Sterling is the other. That is not. You can argue that. You can argue that he plays in a front too, but that's. It doesn't matter. No, nobody's arguing that. Zaha is there as well. That makes more sense. He did play in a front two last year. Mm -hmm. But anyway. Um, I this Christian Benteke look, by the way. Yeah, just kidding. Yeah. Just kidding. Go ahead, Richarlison. You had you you. I know you wanted to discuss him. What? What's the realistic expectation for him now? For goals, I still I, I, I'm still in the fifteen to twenty range. I, I don't care. He got off to the start. It's high, but it's it, it, he's going to be the pri- he's going to be the primary goal scorer for that team. Ch- uh, Saint Tosun is a traffic cop, like Olivier Giroud. Um, how many, so Richarlison has scored three goals on four shots. It's, that's incredibly efficient. Uh, it's just, it's, it, it, it's, it's, but it like, but his goals are, he's had a wide variety of goals is what I'm trying to say. Like he's had a heading goal. He's had like a reaction poacher goal and he's had like the, the nice finish goal already. Mm-hmm. So you know, he's doing it in a variety of ways. He doesn't need to just be in one position to score, which is nice, especially because it's if they play a more fluid front, let's say three, uh, for, at Everton. I mean, that's going to be helpful because he can score from all three positions. Right. Okay. So that helps. Yeah. That that helps with efficiency if you can do all the if you have all the skills. Right. Um, and obviously, we saw last year he doesn't need a ton of chances to score. If he gets a chance, he's going to score. I mean, we saw last season that he doesn't score that much. No, but hold on. he wasn't getting a ton of chances. Well, actually, that's not true. Against Chelsea, he got a ton. He missed. But uh, with Marco Silva, under Marco Silva, you know, he's, in a, he's in a system that, that, that really fits him. Yes, that I agree with. So, I mean, he showed under Marco Silva that he is efficient. So it's, it's nice to see they have a very easy starting schedule Everton do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I would say if you're in a draft league, I would try to ride Richarlison out a couple of more weeks, and then I would actually try to sell him. Do you think he gets tired? No, I just think he plays better opponents. And oh. I don't think that Everton is matchup proof. Okay. All right, that's fair. He's the second highest owned midfielder now. <laughs> that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he has. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm, I, I, I think I thought I remembered him having one of the most touches in the box among midfielders, but. That um, it, it, it's I, I know he's up there. Uh, it all depends on who you classify as a forward. You classify as a midfielder, right? Right. right. But he's up there, is what I'm saying. I think he's. I think he has. Uh, he has 11, and the leader is 19 with Salah, because that makes total sense. One, two, three, four, five, Alan six. Wilson is at 20. Oh, I guess you're doing midfielders, though. Yeah, I was doing midfielders. Yep. Um, do you think he scores more fantasy points this season, Gilfie Sigurdsson? Uh, that's been the that's been the hot topic. Uh, a lot. I mean, in target tracks, I think. No, in FPL, I think yes. Okay. Just because I think he's going to be involved in more goals than Gilfie Sigurdsson. Right. Yeah. I, we've we've seen Gilfie Sigurdsson. He's not be he's not been the master provider for this team. He just hasn't been. Yeah. I wrote in my rankings this week that it, Sigurdsson feels. I don't think I actually compared him to David Silva, because Silva gets on the score sheet more often, but. Sigurdsson seems like the kind of player who's going to be very involved in like almost every goal Everton scores, but will have like no goals or assists out of it. 
it'll be I, like wow that pass that like opened up Walcott who then crossed to Richarlison I think he would be good in a Bobby Firmino type role Sigurdsson yeah I think he's too lazy that's that if he doesn't have the definitely. fitness for it I get it and very few people do yeah, yeah but I think his ideal role is to be that that number nine that really likes to move around but he uh, you know, a, a, a more a more prolific Olivier Giroud type like he can direct traffic he is big enough that he can win a couple of headers here and there but he's not Giroud doesn't... big come on he's, he's not Giroud big he's not Giroud big but I'm saying he can be I'm telling you Shank Tosun does very little from the number nine position mm-hmm. right but and I think Gilby Sigurdsson need... Sigurds can do he can do the same amount of nothing and still be a good provider is my point oh okay okay like that, like I said before, like that kind of traffic cop, someone who just direct directs the other forwards on where to go with his passing, right? So and with this movement in FPL, should I drop Sigurdsson for Richarlison? That I mean, if you want to do the differential play, no, because you're going to be along the same lines as everybody else. I would try to find somebody different. Just overall, I mean, you don't you don't need to have fifteen differentials. No, but I mean it. I mean, I mean, I would say, I mean, if you're going to, I would actually say, if you want to be different, try to do it for Theo Walcott. Save some money. Uh, Walcott is... Oh, yeah, sorry, not money. save some money. No, I think he's I think he's the same or even a little... I'm about save some money on Sigurdsson, but... Um, no, Sigurdsson is more. He's the most. No, that's what I meant. Save money on Sigurdsson by going down to Walcott. But I think Walcott and no. Richarlison are the same. They were. Richarlison so, is 6'8 now and Walcott's 6'5. Yeah. So that's what I said. Save some money and go... To go 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 all the way down to Theo Walcott. So you that would... think Walcott and Richarlison will finish with similar numbers? If you want to be a differential, he's got. I mean, Theo Walcott, the person who's playing on the other side of that Everton offense is. I mean, I know this. I know this sounds crazy, but I actually would prefer guys who score more points as opposed <laughs> to being a differential. I like five percent at. I... 20 points at 5% is not as good as if you're trying to win the points. whole if you're trying to win the whole thing like the weekly prizes or the like all those things you can't just select the guys that everybody else has you just can't you, if you, you want to win your leagues like your small leagues and sure go for it I think you're you're grossly overestimating differentiation like there's no reason to take a guy like it makes sense if you think two guys are similar but there's no way Richarlison and Walcott are similar. That's fair. No, you swayed me. I I, I was trying to be contrarian, uh, overly contrarian. No, I will conform. That makes total sense to me. Like using Sadio Mane as a differential makes sense because he could score 20 goals. But like Walcott, Walcott's like ceiling is what, like 12, 15 maybe. The good thing about Walcott is he never gets hurt. <laughs> yeah, and they and they don't sign other players like Bernard. Right. right. Yeah, actually, you know, you you sway you yeah you sway me. I've no I've no actually I've no compelling argument. Okay. Um, especially because when you see an FPL in a lot of years, is there's like a core three players that if you don't have them, you're just gonna get left behind. Yeah, and we think Richarlison is that guy. Yeah, I think oh, it, it looks like Mane and Richarlison are those two guys this season, at least the starting two. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people. People are now going to start. You mentioned him just for a second. There are going to start. Uh, Callum Wilson isn't the most highly transferred in player. He's going to be soon. Um, it, he scored again, and he has the most touches in the box. I think among any player, including Salah. Yes, correct. So 
I mean, that's that's nothing that's nothing to ignore uh, for a forward, for a central forward. Yeah. Um, Adam Zadroik wrote an article before the season started that um, on basically bargain players, and he made the case for Callum Wilson over Joshua King. King was significantly higher on than Wilson, and it looks silly that anybody was ever even considering Josh King. Yeah, I mean, Aguero is leading the pack with 429,000 yeah. transfers in. After which, is, which is less than Richarlison. Yeah, that's... <laughs> the people transferring... I mean, like, I am I might be the only one left who hasn't transferred Richarlison in. Uh, I've had Richarlison since the beginning, right. so... Um, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the debate that I'm currently having my most inner monologue, uh, you know, Obama-Yang... Should I should I transfer him out for Aguero? But I, I th- that that's a differential play that I'm probably am gonna gonna stick with. Mm-hmm. Is I'm gonna play Obama Yangle for Aguero. I think that's similar price. Ryan Fraser, by the way, not that heavily transferred in. Um, interesting, just interesting. Ruben Neves still getting transferred in for a reason I don't understand. Incredible, <laughs> just incredible. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I, I hate having to like admit that I'm just following everybody, but there's a very good chance I drop Alexis Sanchez and Gilfie Sigurdsson for Richarlison and Mane. Yeah, I'm trying to actually. Try- I can't even do that right now because I already have three Liverpool guys. That's my problem. Firmino is, or I have Joe Gomez in defense. My debate is whether I drop Hazard for Mane and then spend a little bit of that savings elsewhere. And I, I my answer is still no. Because yeah. Hazard, I haven't seen Hazard play ninety yet. Mm-hmm. He's I've gone seen on the score play, sheet both games. I've seen him play twenty and get on the score sheet though. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and I think, and, and defender wise, if 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 you don't have Mendy and Robertson yet, you are going to get left behind. Mm. See, I, I don't have Robertson. I have Gomez, but I understand why you wouldn't have Robertson, because not having Robertson means you can have Salah, Mane, and Firmino. Or two of them and Allison, or yeah, but for me, Allison and Allison and Ederson are, you know, very similar quality in the same price. Okay, that's fair. At five five, I mean, I mean, but that takes away from a city spot if you want to go mm-hmm. that range, want to go that way. I mean, I'm not going to take Keppa. I'm not going to take the Chelsea defense anytime soon. I mean, even Marcus Alonso, like Marcus Alonso did great. He scored, uh, but he also was the reason why Arsenal was score. Uh, had a, had a ton of chances too. You know, he's going to blow more clean sheets than score goals. I think you, I think that's crazy. I would rather have Mendy and Robertson, <laughs> especially because they're lower price. Mm-hmm. Or, no, that's fine. That I understand. But like saying that Alonso is going to cost them more than he. No, but no, but in fantasy terms, this is such a clean sheet dependent format. And yeah, I, I mean, I, he's the leading. He, it's Alonzo's attacking upside that yeah, makes him it, the higher. I understand, I understand that. I mean, but I, I understand. I really do understand that. But I think those two teams that I mentioned, uh, you know, as far as City and Liverpool, are more solid defensively. Plus, they these two guys have offensive attacking capabilities, especially Mendy, who's better, I think. But Robertson is. Slight down, and I mean a slight downgrade offensively. Um, okay. I do mean that. I do mean that. Uh, it, it, just because he doesn't score goals, uh, Robertson's not going to score a ton of goals. Yeah. But he he's going to have he has the he has more freedom to go forward to create more chances. 
because he's because he just because of the way Liverpool play, mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. opposed to the way Chelsea play. Yeah, I I think you're better. Or at least off we with at least we haven't seen. I, you know what? I still don't think we've seen the way Chelsea are going to play. I think that's true too. So I uh, you know I mean Marcus Alonso to me is is just more volatile. It's and he's more and he's higher price. I can't emphasize that enough. Mm-hmm. You know, Andy Robertson at six flat. Well, at least what I have met six flat is yeah. a way better investment than Alonso right now. If I tried to go six six for him, who's the second highest transferred in defender? Just just reacting I mean, to whoever. Yeah, that's just what people do. But like Gomez is six points behind Robertson right now. Yeah, but and he's on, a but full on, million less. But on the subject of defenders, um, you know, we talked a little bit about Leicester defense um, in the preseason, and specifically, you thought that Ben Chilwell was going to be a better defender than uh, Ricardo Pereira. Mm-hmm. I still Ricardo, man, Ricardo Pereira looks tempting. Sure. So, sure so, Somebody uh, called I, me out on my rankings this week because I don't have Pereira in there, but I have Chilwell. They, they they both look very good. It's weird to see Lester with like a legitimate right back after years of Danny Simpson. But <laughs> Hey, Christian Fuchs was there. He played on the left side, though. Chilwell replaced him. That's right. That's right. That's just, uh, I think they're both, they're both very good plays. I just Chilwell... Uh, especially since he has he gets a few dead ball situations and is good at them. Like I think, but, but that, uh, they're they're very similar. I think they're very good. And I mean, you could obviously make the, they're cheaper than Harry Maguire and um, kind of get this whatever Maguire will do. Those guys can do as well. So two things to note: um, Marcus Alonso has touched the ball the most among any defender. Mm-hmm. I did not. I did not know that. I just looked that up right now. I'm like, mm-hmm. huh, I wonder who has the most touches. And it's Marcus. First of all, the fact that it's a left back has the most touches is kind of surprising to me. I would have thought center backs would have been more prevalent here because they tend to pass it. Just they, they, they make useless passes, but they make a lot of them. That is surprising. Yeah, if, And to be fair, to be fair, I think that's the top three defenders who are true defenders. James Milner's in this list, too. But it's Marcus Alonso, Trent Alexander-Arnold, and Benjamin Mendy, all fullbacks. Yeah. They have the most touches, which is that's to me is... That's a surprise. As Pilecuetos right there too. I mean, he's been playing right back. Yeah, badly. Um, it touches in the box though. Ricardo Pereira leads all Premier League defenders. It um, touches in the box. Yeah the the first game that he I mean obviously he was he's still a defender in FPL but if I remember correctly I'm trying to pull it up here quickly. And um, while you and while you do that I mean Andy Robertson and Benjamin Mendy. They're they're they both have five chances created to Jose Jose Holdovas has six who's that it's impressive that's impressive uh, that he has six created chances um, but Andy Robertson is doing his without crossing which is kind of surprising to me Andy Robertson only has two crosses yeah and five chances created Andy Robertson's a great crosser <laughs> like he's a phenomenal crosser mm-hmm. of the ball in fact his assist one of his uh, his assist came on a cross mm. so like it's 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 really surprising. Benjamin Mendy, by the way, comparing the two, has 16 crosses yeah. and five chances created. Like the, It's incredible what Robertson and Mendy are doing. Well, I think the reason uh, Robertson doesn't cross as much is because Alexander-Arnold's been the one crossing. I just, I, I totally get that. Uh, it, but it's just it, – there are that, it just goes to my point, though. It, well, it goes to my point that I think if you don't have those two guys who are just going to – who are leading in a lot of the offensive categories for defenders – it's it's gonna be it's gonna be tough sledding. Okay. I mean, 
it, it, it's it's just I think it's going to be tough sledding for everybody who doesn't have them. But Ricardo Pereira is the guy that I have my eye on as far as a potential transfer into my defense. Okay. They don't have the best. Well, actually, it's not it's not bad. They have Liverpool in uh, in game week five. So that, or I'm sorry, game week four, which isn't ideal. But then, yeah, Burnmouth away, Huddersfield home, Newcastle away. I mean, those are fine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and Ben Ben Chilwell, by the way, nothing, nothing, not, nothing to nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. I mean, he has eleven crosses and four chances created, yep. uh, which you know he's he's one better on chances created than uh, and three and three more crosses. So I mean, he's nothing to sneeze at. But is there anything to see there from the Leicester defense that you would say, you know, in, I should invest in these fullbacks? Uh, I mean, I already thought that on Chilwell, and yeah, I I think uh, Pereira's. Absolutely, uh, one worthy of it. I mean, none of them are that highly owned, so it's not like you need to. It's not like oh, everybody has Chilwell, so I'm going to go get Pereira. In fact, it's kind of the opposite. Everybody has Pereira, or not everybody, but like Pereira is 4.3 percent owned, which isn't really that high, especially when Harry Maguire's at 15.5. But Chilwell's 0.6. There's your differential. Hmm. Hmm. James Madison at 2.1 is insane. Well, James Madison, let's talk about him for a second. I think he was the Ruben Neves of week two. What does that mean? He had one shot on target, oh. and it was a goal. Yeah, that's all you like, need. And people, and people, yeah, I understand that's what you need. But like, and he also he, he had like no, I think he had no crosses or something like that. He had like very, he had very little offensive involvement in the game, but he's getting a lot of applause because he scored a goal. That's why he won three tackles, drew four fouls. Yeah, it helps. I mean, that helps for Taka tracks for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's a much better Taka tracks player than he is a fantasy Premier League player. And I'm not going to object. He's on my draft team. Uh, you know, I, it, look, when James Madison scores nine points, I'll, I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when we start looking at like the, the, you know, the transfers in and I mean, I don't think that I, I mean, I don't think he was on the list to my knowledge. No, he's no, only 2% not. owned now, so he's yeah. definitely not on the list. <laughs> yeah, no, he's not. Yeah, he's not on the list. Uh, I mean. If I mean, do you think he's a differential midfielder for you? Or yeah, not? that's why I have him. <laughs> so, okay. What about James Madison that you've seen in the first two weeks makes you think that he's a differential midfielder? Well, the differential is that he nobody has no, him. But, I, but think, the, I think he's going to be the one that kind of fills. I mean, he has been. He plays a little more centrally than Mares, But, I mean, I think the, the attack goes through him. He's going to be the one sending the ball up to... Vardy or he's going to be the one taking those midfield shots like Damari Gray doesn't really play that way and Mark Albrighton just stays on the side and gets in Ben Chilwell's way and so I think a lot of the attack will go through Madison and I think he's good enough and I think Lester's good enough to keep him very reasonable I mean he's at 6.5 which is kind of there are a lot of midfielders in that range Richarlison obviously used to be one of them Um, but I think there's. I think he's one of the few players who could legitimately reach ten goals and ten assists. With James Madison, one thing that worries me is, at least so far, he does. He doesn't play ninety. He plays seventy minutes, right? And he's he eighty-two off. last last weekend. And then he uh, played six. And then he played sixty the week before. Yeah, I think he had a he had a knock that one. Yeah. So all right. So. It, I'm then not ready to make I'll, playing I'll re- time. I'll reach. I'll retract. I'll retract. It'd be hard for him to score ten goals if he's only getting like one shot a game. 
He has three shots. Two of them are on target. One of mm-hmm. them's in the net. Mm-hmm. You know, that's and he only has he's only created one chance this mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. What makes you? I mean, what from the first two games have you seen that make you think that he's going to go? Uh, he has the potential to go double double. Well, he was very good against Manchester United. It's just like playing against Manchester United at Old Trafford in the first game is that's a tough one to to start in. But I mean, he scored against w- Wolves and. I think it's actually possible that they might be not necessarily better, but they might be better for Madison with Ian Acho up front than they do with Vardy. Um, and so I think there's I, part of it is the playing in the ro- in the role that like somebody needs to make up the goals and assists. And I, I kind of always downplay that kind of analysis. Like, well, somebody has to fill the void that Mares left, but like that is a pretty big void. And even if he doesn't, reach Mares levels like Mares was a 16 and nine or whatever it was like I think the goals and assists opportunity is there because they don't they just don't really have anybody like him and they don't they're not going to start relying on scoring from Gray or Albrighton or Pereira you know like guys like that and I think there's just going to be enough opportunities for Madison to get there It's it's an interesting theory. Um, I mean, I hope it comes true because I like the way that he plays. I, I'm I'm just not sold yet. That's fine. Now that's reasonable. With, I mean, he's played two Premier League games. <laughs> I, it was a bold statement. I understand. I really no, 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 I just mean on. like career wise. I mean, the kid is 21 years old, so it's not like we have a long history of seeing success at this level. But he was really good last year. <sighs> I'm just, it makes me nervous. That's it makes okay. me nervous. Mm-hmm. So we've seen Cardiff be really bad. Yeah. I, and I mean really bad. But Neil Etheridge is still scoring points yeah, as a goalkeeper. I mean, he, and a lot safe. of people were, and a lot of people liked him going into the season. Mm-hmm. And I, don't, I think we were, I think we were a little down on him. I, I was absolutely down on him. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, I think he saved the penalty in both games. Yes. And that was the reason why people liked him is he saves penalties. And we were like, ha, ah, scoff. And he saved the penalty in each of the first mm-hmm. two games. Yeah. I mean, uh, a very good goalkeeper penalty success rate is nowhere near 100%. And so, like, if he, I know this sounds stupid, but like, if he allows those goals, he's like one of the worst keepers in the league. And so, um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Etheridge regresses a little bit. <laughs> so on the lower level team, on the really low teams, right? Like the Cardiffs of the world, the Huddersfields mm-hmm. of the world. Is there any kind of FPL value on any of those teams? Or do you just deem them as all those teams are untouchable because outside the defense, is there anyone that you've seen? Cause obviously on the defense, they're going to give up goals and you can't, yeah, there's would, not enough I, offensive talent there to, to make up for that fact. I would make the argument that the goalkeepers on these terrible teams are, are significantly more valuable than the defenders. I mean, we saw Lucas Fabianski finish second or third last year. They got relegated. Uh, Jack Butlin led the league in saves and he was a decent option and they got relegated. So I wouldn't necessarily put it past Etheridge to be, I mean, I, the, the Etheridge path to fantasy success was Lucas Fabianski last year. Like I, I understood that. I just didn't necessarily think this is what he was going to do. And obviously two penalty saves in two games kind of inflates him. 
but uh, I th- I think Cardiff might be better than Huddersfield, and like I, Huddersfield is really bad. And they played City and Chelsea to start the season. Let's cool. Let's pump the brakes a little on that. They have the same exact start Arsenal did. Sure, sure. Um, and they are a worse team. <laughs> well, right, they are absolutely a worse team. Uh, but I I think they might be worse than Cardiff. I, so... I, dis- I disagree. Okay. Uh, and, I, I, and you know what? You know what's convenient in week three? They play each other. <laughs> oh, good. Right. So we'll That's see. Right. That's we'll why see I kept bringing it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's at Huddersfield. <laughs> That's which, correct. Um, but... the, only, the only stadium with an apostrophe S. Yes. <laughs> uh, the... Maybe it's more that I see, that I, I keep looking at it from more of a fantasy perspective. But... Like, how many guys from Huddersfield are you considering for your fantasy team? Like, even in a, in a deep, like, Taga Tracks league. I'll go one step further. How many people can you name on Huddersfield? <laughs> um, I'm serious. Like, how many people can you actually And you've had a year. And we've, had, we've all had we've a year had them to see Huddersfield. Yeah. Like, the only name that I really was interested in is a new name to Huddersfield, and that was Alex Pritchard. <laughs> I mean, Mounier will get his... his six or seven goals Aaron Moy is one that we know just because he takes a lot of that a lot of what about pieces, John but... what about John Stankovich yeah exactly exactly <laughs> who leads That's... them in shots but what what a great name just even from the days of Jan Stankovich <laughs> from from a little earlier in the Premier League but now that it's John Stankovich John, it's yeah. just I just uh, I just don't think this I mean I don't want this to sound like I think Cardiff has like a number of guys that are good fantasy options as well but i think you could make i think you could see a path to like decent fantasy production out of like junior hoylet or joe rawls um zahore looked pretty good last week um and so i don't know i just uh, I, again i don't think cardiff is good in fact i i think they're very bad but i think huddersfield might be worse Oof. But I think you'll get more value out of Etheridge than you will Hamer or if Lossel takes the job back, which I didn't yeah. think originally. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I don't think I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think anyone thought that that was going to be a thing. But I mean, I, I'm just I'm looking around like I'm just looking to see if there's anyone that's actually worthwhile. The only thing that I've seen is that Sol Bamba, the defender, is mm-hmm. playing in the midfield. Yeah. Um, which typically, you know, for something like Taga, that helps a little more. Uh, if you're in the Taga Tracks League, you might be able to get some cheap points from Sol Bamba just because he'll might be he's just in a more advanced position. Well, but, he, he he was a center back last weekend. He played as a defensive midfielder in the first week, but he moved back last week. Yeah, I'm I'm I yeah I'm really grasping at straws. So I'm <laughs> seeing if there's anything that you can take from a season long perspective from any of these teams. Yeah, right. And because like I said, like we said to start the show, there've been no surprises. Like there sorry, very few surprises. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how many goals Sadio Mane has scored has been surprising, but we all know Sadio Mane is good. Right. Yeah. You know, we all know that Richarlison was good in in a in a in a spurt at the beginning of the season. We didn't think it was going to be this good, but if we we've seen something like this from him before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, are we surprised that Benjamin Mendy is dominating at, at defense? No, because I told you so. <laughs> he was the most dominating force before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, did I mean? Did we expect Liverpool to give up zero goals in the first two games? No, but no one scored in Liverpool since February. You know, no one scored at Anfield. Mm-hmm. It's it's 
nothing has been too surprising. So I mean, trying to find these, you know, trying to find differentials here is is a little bit like grasping at straws. I mean, Callum Wilson is going to be probably. Do you think Callum Wilson's the only guy who's been like surprising how good he's been? Um, Sorry that we weren't think we weren't thinking that much of him. Actually, you know, when I looked at the stats and I was looking at the more detailed stats, like touches in the box and touches, Joshua King should have some more points. <laughs> I'm, I, like I'm like I feel like I've been saying this for like a year. Like Joshua King should have more points than what he has. Um, I mean, if that's like kind of something you say all the time, then maybe he he really He's shouldn't. Not that good. Yeah. No, but like <laughs> from from a from a forward position, is Josh, yeah, Joshua King in FPL forward or midfielder? I keep forgetting. Forward. Yeah, that's what I thought. So from the forward position, right? He's got. He's got 13 touches in the box, which is respectable. I mean, Callum Wilson has 20, but you know he has three crosses. He's he's created a couple of chances. He's got three shots, none of which are on target. That's Joshua King. Uh, but um, it's he has a, he has one secondary assist. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, but doesn't count for anything. No. But he has no goals, no assists, and I feel like his name, if he keeps doing this, he's going to get his name on the score sheet sooner than later. Sure. But I mean, still, still, the realistic again, thing is five and five, you know. Yeah, yeah, and and, and again, I've been saying this about Joshua King for a year, so right. it hasn't happened. Right. <laughs> so. And we, I mean, we knew Callum Wilson was good, like before he tore his ACL a few uh, seasons ago. Like he was good. I think it was the year that Burnmouth came up. Like he mm-hmm. started off really well, and it's really the injury that that got him. And coming back from torn ACLs for soccer players is not easy. Like it takes, it, it takes a while. Like everybody, I'm always like amazed when I see it's like, Oh yeah. Taurus cruciate ligament will be back in six months. And it's like, they may be back in training quickly. Like it seems like, Oh, maybe football players, not anymore, but it just seems like the recovery for torn ACLs is, is getting faster, but the actual return to uh, how they used to play is much longer. And I think we're finally seeing Wilson fully fit again to where he was in the, when they got promoted before he got hurt. Yeah. Yep. Like I'm looking back, he had uh, 13 appearances it was a 2015, 16 season, nine starts, five goals. And then he got hurt. Who is the wolves player that you want going forward? Yeah. Before we do that, a uh, quick message from starting 11. Hey there, fantasy players. We've got some news for you. Starting 11 is back for the Premier League season, and it's time to get in on the action. In Starting 11, you can challenge managers from across the world for cash in head-to-heads, 50-50s, and winner-take-all Premier League contests. Download now on iOS and Android at www.starting11.io. That's starting11.io. Make sure to look out for their new mini-league contests, which are launching soon. Remember, on Starting 11, you build an 11-player roster with no salary cap restrictions. Best of all, instead of seeing injuries, substitutions, or poor performance ruin your chance at cashing in, Starting 11 lets you make up to three substitutions to your fantasy squad during live play, just like a real manager. So if one of your players is bottling it, you can get them off the pitch, and if a player you don't have is terrorizing the defense, you can get him in your lineup. So head over to www.starting11.io now to get into the game. I don't think it's Ruben Neves. It's not uh, Jota either, though. I don't know who it is. I don't want is anybody. Ra- Raul Jimenez. Uh, I, I maybe it's nobody. John so with, with a team that had so much excitement, that, with a team that had so much excitement coming into the season, like is this? Uh, it, you know, is a lot of people picked a lot of. Oh, players I know, I know who it is. Team. I know who it is. Adam Atriori. 
Mm. For Taga tracks, yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh man, he looked he looked good. He looked good in that. He looked good in that uh, in, in that uniform, drawing a bunch of fouls, making he, people look silly. Yeah, he. Um, what was the line that I saw? That he he's played forty five minutes, and after that match, he led the league in successful take ons. Yeah, it, it he's. He, it, it it's so odd to me that Adam Traore doesn't get do anything else? scoring opportunities. <laughs> yeah, like, how do you not get scoring opportunities if you're literally going past everyone you see? Yeah, what's what's kind of interesting hard. is that <laughs> there are very good players who are very successful dribblers, like Hazard and Messi, like players who can take others on. Richarlison is one of them. Um, it, it like that's a skill that usually translates to fantasy success and Triore somehow is very good at beating guys off the dribble to use a basketball term uh and then not doing anything with it after that <laughs> like where is he going i don't get it <laughs> is he going the wrong way like is he doing the pedro thing where he just goes the other direction right i i, I don't know but he's he's an exciting player a lot of it because of his speed. He's he's one, he's one off the pace, by the way, on successful dribbles. He doesn't lead. Oh, okay. Um, Callum Wilson has that distinction. Gotcha. He has really? seven. Yeah. Callum Wilson, he might be the only like real surprise how well he's played. I I'm mean, looking at, at, I'm what's looking funny at Demari Gray with is, 10. Well, he, well, Adam Atriore in two more minutes has the same number of dribbles as Eden Hazard. Like, right. Like, that's the level of dribbling skill that we're seeing. Right. And he's um, also done it in one fewer game than, than all of them. Right. So right. it's just it's insane. In exactly. thirty yeah. in thirty three touches, he's gone past six people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. That's hard. Right. That's hard to do. Yeah. And he's created two chances. That's a, actually that is surprising to me. Actually, he, that he has four crosses and, and two of them are accurate. Right. Yeah, that is surprising. Uh, I think he. I mean, the the only reason to like him is because he's like exciting. Like he's not going to be that great of a fantasy option. We at not, least not, not in F- in yeah. FPL. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you. I will say this. You pretty much need to have successful dribbles as a category to make Adam Atriore reasonable because yep. he he's basically he's he's like uh may win some duels, I guess. Well, he's like well, I was going to say he's like Christian Benteke with aerial duels. Right. right. <laughs> like he's a one uh, Peter Crouch, like he's a he's, he's a, a one stat monster. Right. He's a one stat category monster. Yeah, so but I that mean, stat he... category in Taga tracks is useful. <laughs> it's it's very useful. It's two points per. Yeah, I mean useful is one one term for it but um yeah i think i mean it looks like ruben nevis but i i just don't see a ton out of any of these guys like i don't think there's i think that's the problem with wolves i don't think there's one guy that you need i don't even think there's like two guys i would have said cavalero but he's hurt now for a while it's a back injury which is like that's a total no thanks for me but yeah, I mean Jimenez, I guess, but I just well, yeah, I think because, there's there could be like five guys who score f- five to ten goals, which and the tra- oh, and the transfers out the transfers out dictate that, like right, uh, uh, Jota, uh, Jota and Neves are both being transferred out regularly. Neves is really, yep, huh, yep, right behind him actually. Weird. Why would you transfer Neves out? Because you've gotten the price rise. I do not know. 
Uh, I mean, unless you think that he's peaked, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I don't. I mean, I, I, I don't. Know. No. I don't know. I, I don't think so. I mean, I don't think he's peaked. I don't think he's going to get much higher. But you know, Jota is the one I would actually still rather have for some strange reason. But yeah, Neves is the seventh like, highest added player, though. Or midfielder, yeah, midfielder. It's 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 odd. <laughs> it's one of those. It's one of those weird things. Well, just I mean, like how, just like how, just like how Zaha is still on the list for most transferred out, as is Harry Kane for forwards, which is just baffling. <laughs> Why is Harry Kane being transferred out right now? He broke because his people curtains. are getting Aguero. Is That's Aguero? I mean, have we not seen the point totals over the past few years? I mean, hasn't no, no, it no, been? You're not. You're looking too far. You have to look at the point totals from the last one week. Oh, you're right. You're right. I forgot that it's that it's a weekly league. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying that's that's how people react, and that's that's why Mane was so expensive because Mane, when De Bruyne went down, I was like, oh man, I need I have all this money for a midfielder. Who do who can I have? And it's like, oh, this guy just scored. I'll get him. Guy I'm all in on still is Bobby Firmino. Mm-hmm. But he's, but everybody's he's, most, he's more transferred out than Jamie Vardy right now, which is stunning. That's stunning to me. Um, well. You lose your, uh, you lose some value if, if you transfer Vardy out now. But Firmino is still the second highest owned forward. I mean, there's nothing. It, it's still stunning that he's the most transferred out forward to me. Yeah, the number's not that high though. That's true. When you think that there are 5.2 million people playing, but yeah. Ah, <sighs> man. That's all I'm I just. Know. I. I... Uh, yeah, I know. I'm pro- I'm trying to find surprises, and I just I just can't. Mm-hmm. And it's and, and just you know when we when we start to try to project forward, right? It's probably a little too early to say this is this is real, this is not. You know, I'm excited for Aaron Juan Bissaka's return to the Premier League in <laughs> games because I thought he was really good up until the red card. Like I thought he did really well against Liverpool, mm-hmm. and I was excited to see what he was doing. But Mohamed Salah will do that to people. Yep. Um, it's it, it it was really it was really unfortunate and you know between him and Vardy I mean I liked what Jamie Vardy was doing too and that that's that this kind of stinks and it just makes the pool a little thinner to me yep um, you know it's just when we start trying to project a little bit forward is there anyone that you have your eye on that's you know re, like either flying under the radar or underperforming right now that you're going to have your eye on over the next couple of weeks to see if they, they turn it on. Um, I'm actually going to go the other way. Um, the one guy <clears throat> that I, well, I guess it's two players. Um, in light of how good Kieran Trippier has been, and he's played one game, uh, I think <laughs> there's a decent chance that Deli Alley finishes higher than Christian Eriksen. Mm. And I think I might be buying in on Deli Alley. They have a, 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 pretty tough schedule coming up which is only which is one of the problems they play uh, at united at watford and home against liverpool um none of those games like spurs will be overmatched because spurs are one of the better clubs in the league anyway but um i think i mean delhi alley is 7.5 percent owned which isn't nothing but erickson is almost double at 13.9 so um i think i'm i my expectations on Erickson this year may have been too high. And, um, I think Deli Alley might be the better one since I don't play Kane. <laughs> just, just on principle. Right. 
<laughs> Should we examine that or no? Should we examine it? I mean, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We should not. Um, a guy that I'm going to have my eye on is going to be Jordan Ayu of Crystal Palace. Um, I'm serious. I know you are. That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> and here's the reason why. Christian Benteke has been garbage again. Like he's just flat garbage. Adam Sorloth looked better um, in limited time against Liverpool, but that was and it was still close at the time, but. Jordan Ayew, I think, is a guy who can play really well with Andros Townsend and with uh, and with particularly Wilfred Zaha. Uh, yeah. The fluidity of the fluidity that you know Ayew can float outside and let the other guys cut inside um, that could really unlock the offensive potential of all three. I'm not saying potentially that Jordan Ayew is going to be like a 15 goal scorer or anything. I don't, um, but I do think that he's going to get in the lineup as the starter sooner than later. I don't think he's going to be third on the pecking order. I think he'll be. If he's not first soon, I think he's. I, I, th- I mean, I think he should be first now, but I think that the time is going to be soon for Jordan Ayew to mm-hmm. be first in the pecking order of Palace, which is, given their front three, that's that's a juicy, that's a juicy low, low lower uh, lower price guy, mm-hmm. sure, who's not well owned and he won't be well owned because he's not starting. Yep. But if you see it once, I'm, I'm if I see it once, I'm gonna buy in. That's fair. And I'll, you know what? I, that's if I, I that's a great note to end on. Uh, a Mike Gottlieb, that's fair from Andrew Laird. So thank you very much for that. And that'll be the end of this week's Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. You can catch us on Twitter at Rotowire Andrew for the fact-based guy, and at uh, Sports by Gotti for the guy who just spouts random opinions and gets bored while watching some of the games, and then just starts going really crazy on Twitter. That would be me. Uh, so uh, catch us on Twitter and also Rotowire Soccer. Tweet us your questions. Tweet us your feedback to the podcast if you want to see us specific format of this podcast any specific topics talked about we are always interested and always go to uh the apple podcast page and give us a review uh five stars only please uh haters to the left so thank you all very much and we will talk to you all next week on the road to wire fancy soccer podcast brought to you by starting 11 thank you for listening to the road to wire fantasy soccer podcast for more great content visit rotowire.com slash soccer Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.